Tonight on All Rise, we meet Lola's mom, Emily's still playing games with Luke, and we have a fire court case. No pun intended. Stay tuned. We're talking about it all right now. I'm Maria Menounos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz Hi, guys. Hey guys. Welcome in. Welcome in. As you can see, this is the All Rise After Buzz show here on After Buzz TV. We're talking season one, episode seven, titled Uncommon Women and Mothers. Today, we're going to talk Jack's Hopkins case. We have a battle for a search warrant. We're going to talk about Emily and Luke like we always do. <laughs> and we get to meet Lola's mom. Plus, we've got some news and gossip for you and some weird court cases like we always do. But before we get into all the fun, I have to introduce you to my lovely co-host. For starters, I'm Alexis Brown. I'll be hosting for today. And right next to me, we have Princess, who is giving us our world court cases. Hello, guys. I'm excited. This one's pretty cool. Yes, this is a good episode. Then we have Zuri, who is holding it down with the news and gossip. Yes, spicy news. Yes. <laughs> and then we have Chantier, who's holding it down on the live chat. So make sure you are tuned in and talking to us. Hey, yes. girl. Hey, girl. Let yes. me know what you guys think. Think. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Let us know what you're thinking. All right, so this is a really good episode. It's, like I said, it's called Uncommon Women and Mothers. I think that's a fitting name. Um, but before we talk about women and mothers, let's talk about Jax Hopkins, who actually goes by the pronouns they and them, um, which was a new thing for me. What about you guys? Have you all heard that before? Yeah, um, so where I work, that's we are focused on diversity and inclusion. Nice. So I've even seen in some email addresses they'll actually have their preferred pronouns mm. in their signature. Nice. So it was interesting to kind of see how they kind of handled the topic on this show. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm pretty familiar with it. Yeah, what about you guys? Yeah, same. I feel like I've seen a lot of like Twitter handles, um, a lot of like people who are de- like outwardly defining themselves. Like mm-hmm. I would have rather be spoken to or referred to as this so yeah mm-hmm. i've heard it yeah same it's i'm um i'm on uh the co-chair for fox noir which is you know with, with diversity and inclusion uh the person i report to she has it in her uh, email in her signature mm-hmm. so i think it's like her, she her hers or something like that mm-hmm. nice so so our pronouns will be like she and her right like, right yeah mm-hmm. got it okay obviously i'm the only one who's been living under a rock um, but I'm glad they have shows. <laughs> they have shows like this where they teach us that you know people see themselves in a different way than they show outwardly, and um, it's I think the, the term is non-binary, mm-hmm. yeah. and so you don't conform to a certain gender. So I think that's pretty cool. I'm glad that I able to le- was able to learn that lesson um, through our court case. So um, it started off. Jax is fighting in jail because this show always starts at a complete 100. (laughs) It never just kind of eases it out there. Um, And it's because they placed them in the... um, in a men's prison. Do you think that that was fair? Like, I I guess, how does that work when you are non-conforming with, like, going to jail or going to the restroom? What what do they do? I think they're just now tackling it with the restrooms, like, Mm -hmm. all, like, gender-neutral restrooms. I'm interested to see, like, in the next... I guess five to twenty years what they mm-hmm. do in prisons because that is really scary and yeah. Jax made that clear I won't survive in prison mm-hmm. and although she's nine I mean they are nine binary I don't know what they may have formally right. even identified as so mm-hmm. 
And I'm guessing, like, when you're getting booked, the person booking you probably cares less, which is yeah. even more scary. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I'm interested to see what they do with that. Yeah. What do you think? Honestly, I don't know because I, when I was watching it, I even though um, Jax didn't want to refer to, they wanted to refer to themselves as they or them, <laughs> I was a little confused. So, mm-hmm. I mean, Jax was a woman? I just like, I don't they know never what said Jax it. was. I, I, I kind of got it that it was a. I, I really thought it was a man, but then I was like, wait a minute, is Jax a woman? I just didn't know. <laughs> yeah, but I, I don't know. Yeah, okay, okay. So I'm not the only one that's confused. I'm like, yeah. should I know this? They never clarified. It was just they or them. Okay. Mm-hmm. There were a couple times, obviously, they were in the men's prison, but I thought at some point someone re- referred to them as she. Mm-hmm. So I don't yeah. know if she was if they were born female and then. I don't, I don't even know, girl. But yeah, but yeah it's like, how would, how would they handle that when it comes to, you know, a person getting jail time? Because, mm-hmm. I mean, you saw that Jax was in with a bunch of grown, big, scary men. Yeah, so. exactly. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I mean, you get to choose which. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. know. I don't know if that's a situation where they check someone's birth certificate or, you know, does that become huh. null and void when you change that part of yourself? That's something I've never thought about. Yeah. Or maybe their preference. Like, do you want to go with the men or the women? I don't, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I would think she would choose the the woman, but I, I would. Right. Yeah, I would sure. <laughs> but it really, stuff like that, you know, seeing it. In shows like this, it really makes you think about all these things that I never would have thought about without seeing this show beforehand, because yeah. I never thought of any of this stuff. Yeah, because yeah. it's easier to to create a, a unisex bathroom, but I don't know if you can really create a unisex like or, like, prison. non-gender or prison. Yeah. So I don't, I don't, I don't know. Maybe they'll make like five of them, like Utah, Kentucky, and then like you just get sent Mm -hmm. to like the five non-binary jails. Oh, true. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, and please nobody attack me on social media or in our comments, (laughs) but that seems like a newer thing, at least to me. Like I said, I just learned about it today. So would it really be that many people? I, don't I know. think non-binary is not new, but mm-hmm. I think society's just starting to care. Okay. Or, like, just starting to at least make, like, awareness, I think, mm-hmm. with, like, the community raising their voices. Mm-hmm. I feel like um, we're, like, us who don't conform, who conform are, mm-hmm. like, new, relate to the party. Yeah. That's true. I was, I actually had a conversation with my parents where they you know, they're old school and they felt like they were seeing it a lot more and they were saying it in a way as everybody's just becoming that way. And I told them, I was like, no, I don't think it's that people are just all of a sudden, you know, deciding to date men and to date women. I think it's always been like this. And now there's finally, you know, platforms where you actually can see the way people are living and people actually feel this comfortableness because of things like diversity and inclusion, where they feel like they can be honest about who they are. So Maybe that's the situation here. Yeah. And Mo brought up, too, that Jax, I mean, even the name itself, mm-hmm. it, it's it's a neutral name. Right. So it doesn't even tell you if it's, if they are a, a man or a woman. Yeah. I'm trying to <laughs> choose my words wisely. But, yeah. but I think, too, just kind of going back to what you were saying about 
the the bathrooms. I mean, this is like this is a this is a real thing that there are people out there that don't that that just refer themselves as them or they. So it's like they should be able to have some sort of they should be able to do that for one, mm-hmm. and we should be able to be sensitive to that, right. especially with things because times have changed. Right, we can't always just keep things the way that they were mm-hmm. because these are actually real people you know right so but I, but I think I think what they'll end up doing is like what you said maybe having certain jails um mm-hmm. for gender neutral yeah people so I don't know but I definitely think with a show like this they'll get the conversation going and maybe they'll try to figure those things out yeah um so Jax our beloved Jax was on trial for arson um, something caught on fire. They said that she threw a sock and something caught on fire, a building. Um, and we kind of learned pretty early on that she did do it. Um, but they were going on with the case like she did it anyway, like she could be innocent. Um, how did you guys feel about that? I mean, at the end of the day, and I think they've spoken about this in a previous episode, it's just their responsibility to establish some sort of doubt. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that when Emily approaches these cases, her goal is, I just need to establish some sort of doubt. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter to her whether or not you did it. I would feel conflicted in that. Mm-hmm. You know, even with the actual outcome of the case, I was kind of conflicted because she she did do it. She chose to do something that... Mm-hmm. Though I understand why she did it at the end of the day, it's it's still a problem. But um, yeah, I think that's kind of how I think that's how Emily approaches it. It doesn't matter whether or not you did it; it's just a matter of establishing doubt mm-hmm. with the jurors. Yeah. So, yeah. What did you guys think? I mean, I'm same. I feel like we've talked about that too on this show. Like, okay, this person did something wrong, and yeah, we get to see the backstory and why they may like their thought process. To me, I feel like it shouldn't always negate that they did something that was wrong. Mm-hmm. Like, you, I understand homelessness, and this person is invading your space, but does that mean you can set it on fire? Right. So that was like kind of my side eye for this case, but mm-hmm. or even I understood the fear, but it's like you also chose to do something that was that you maybe I'm just assuming she didn't know it was a felony, but still like. Mm-hmm. You're an adult. You made a bad decision. You got to deal with that. So I don't. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Well, I had a couple things. So the fact that um, Jax was kind of playing the whole "I'm innocent" role, mm-hmm. and then once we found out about the socks, then it was like, okay, I did. I, I did it. And then how Jax got the misdemeanor after all of that just mm-hmm. kind of threw me off. Although I feel like with Emily's cases, she's always kind of rooting for her clients, of course, because she's obviously siding with them, but it just seemed like that they're always, they're always innocent. Or if they're, like in this case, when they're not innocent, it's something like this. They get a misdemeanor. Mm-hmm. Um, I, to be honest, I thought that they were going to find Jack's guilty because when, when Lola's mom came into play and mm-hmm. I was like, okay, this thing with Mark is going to be weird. It's going to cause some friction. I just figured that it would kind of shake things up a little bit because Roxy had new Mark. Mm-hmm. So I thought they were going to find her guilty, which I mean, they did for misdemeanor, but... I don't know. I mean, I just, I think I'm kind of, I, I definitely like this episode, and this case was interesting for me, but I would like to see, never mind, I'll say that part for predictions. You but know, I, I think I get 
get at what you're trying to say, or at least what I took from what you're saying, and I totally agree, is she always ends up with somebody who has really good character and a good backstory. Yeah. So it's like you said, even if they did do something bad, we still want a route that they get off, even though technically what they did was bad. And she always but, gets jurors that have this sympathetic Yeah, mindset. this simple, <laughs> like, empathetic heart. And it's yeah. like, one, is that really realistic that every juror is going to just look at it from the... the character driven side of it like mm. oh he had she had, they Dang. had a hard life you know <laughs> and two is it really realistic that a public defender always ends up with somebody who's like this really good person deep down inside despite of what yeah. actions they may have done you yeah. know i mean jacks didn't really start to grow on me until jacks got a little sad and was just like i'm not gonna make it mm-hmm. and i was just like <laughs> yeah, okay so that moment base, yeah. i'm just like i don't want to see jacks go to jail mm-hmm. over, over this but yeah. at the same time it's like you can't be lighting fires, my dude. Yeah. Also, sidebar. Them. <laughs> my them. <laughs> like, Sorry. I wish like, I if word too. <laughs> someone was homeless and you gift them a pair of socks, what, in return, you set something on fire with those socks? Like, mm-hmm. aren't you homeless? You needed those socks. Right. Like, I just, that was, like, mind-blowing. Like, I wish I, I wish my mom would buy me something that I needed to turn around and just, mm-hmm. like, treat it like it doesn't care. That's a good point. Yeah. How would you as the giver of the item feel if the person decided I'm going to beat someone over the head with this hammer that you got me, you know, like right. Well, clearly uh, Roxy wasn't mad. I mean, she was trying to defend him. I mean, yeah, when he went to jail. That's true. That's true. But that like you said, that's also y'all are making really good points because it's like, oh, it just so happened the same day she gave him the her, they these socks <laughs> is the day that they used it to set something on fire, and I feel like that was like the main argument in the case is the fact that she had owned, she had just bought them these clothes on that day. But what are the odds that it just so happens to be the same day? What if she bought those socks for them like weeks ago? Would that matter in the case or not? You know, I mean, I guess as long as he can establish some sort of connection that she had been given socks that look just like this by mm-hmm. this woman, it places them in her hand at some point. Got it. Well, one lesson I did learn is that, you know, you could get a smaller crime if you did set something on fire, but you did it in without malice. Had y'all had ever heard anything like that before? I just assumed setting anything on fire would be arson, but apparently, as long as it wasn't, like, bad intent behind it, it could be a smaller charge. So what what was the intent behind the fire? Like, what... What was not bad about setting the building on fire? I guess right. because she, they were doing it in a kind of protective, self-defense type of way versus them just burning something down because they were upset is how I kind of took it. I guess it's like manslaughter versus murder. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, your intent... It's not like, oh, I hit you in the face and you fell out and I didn't intend for you to die. That's different from, I want to burn down this establishment. Right. <laughs> no it's matter like, if it's because of something somebody did to me or just because I don't like this building. Like my, my thing is, like, why would you be setting things on fire anyway? It's like, I feel like it's black or white. I mean, you're setting, you're, you're, you're starting a fire. What do you think's going to happen? That was the right. argument with Emily. It, should, it can't be black or white. <laughs> Emily feels differently about this particular. But Emily was only saying that because it was her client, so she's supposed to say that. But I ain't the look. That ain't my client, so I can say it's black or white. (laughs) Okay. So with that being said, if you all were on the jury, would you have voted to make they guilty or not guilty? 
I'd guilty. Say guilty of uh, well, I mean, I guess of the felony. Okay. Yeah. I, I'd I'd say it. Like, what else did you think was going to happen? Did mm-hmm. you want, just want to burn one room? <laughs> what did you think was going to happen? Yeah, I, I guess like that's what I was getting at. Like, the non malice means like it wasn't against the owner of the property or it wasn't against any specific person. It was just mad at the building. Like, did the building get treated as? not a part of something mm-hmm. is that what I'm missing I'm just because it would have been a felony for me so I'm like what am I missing here yeah. yeah you know it automatically makes me think of Lisa Left Eye Lopez when she <laughs> said <laughs> but I mean one the, depends on how you look at it she burned the house down because she was upset because she found out her fiance was cheating or maybe she just actually did accidentally set the shoes on fire which caused the whole fire uh it's like how do you really know what is true when you have such there's such a fine line between bad intent and good intent i feel like there's a difference between let me set this sock on fire and throw it inside so it can set the building on fire versus I set the shoes on fire. I intended to burn the shoes. And, oh, it spread, and now it's the entire house. But then she got charged with arson, so that adds to, like, the confusion of it all. Misdemeanor or felony, though? I don't well, let's go, I don't know we gotta Google it. it. <laughs> I could I, I seem like You a got us Giants number one fan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, let us know. Let us know. You know I know it all. Um but I can say it it was a new thing for this is the first time and I guess it wasn't technically a loss because they got the misdemeanor, but this is the first time we've seen a situation where Emily didn't win. And I wrote down, too, it was the first mm-hmm. time Emily said, like, we're just going to lose. Like, when mm-hmm. she was talking to Jackson, mm-hmm. I was like, we have, I've no, we've never seen Emily just kind of like, mm-hmm. it's over, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Figure it out. <laughs> Figure it out. All right. Well, before we go on, Chantier, do you have a message for our viewers? I sure do. So I just want to thank you guys for making us the ESPN of TV Talk. If you guys are on YouTube, make sure you guys give a give us a thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to bring my okay, um, and subscribe. If you guys are listening on iTunes, make sure you guys uh, give us five stars. Let us know what you guys think in the comments. We'll definitely shout you guys out as we have been doing with Mo. Oh, that's good. I'm going to have to read that. (laughs) (laughs) We just want to thank you guys so much for being a part of this family. We're definitely happy to be a part of this family. So make sure you guys continue to subscribe and definitely check out all the other shows that we're on. Yes, yes, yes. Thank what you. What was for that, that comment? I'm okay. Yes. <laughs> so Mo said Lisa Left Eye was def was definitely bad intentions. Remember how big that fire was? Yeah, but okay. See, that's where you have to really draw the line between what is a bad intention and what is a good intention, or what could be an accident. It's like it's really all about opinion, I guess, for me. So it's like, how could they really use that as something for you know, as like I said, as black and white as this? You know, it's all about perception and what you think so while you know mo may think she did it with bad intentions i may think oh she just wanted to burn the shoes you know so look you know what you're doing you're setting a fire like i have (laughs) candles in my room Mm -hmm. so i light candles i don't be lighting nothing else and thinking oh i got candles so like no Mm -hmm. i know i'm I'm lighting candles in my room Mm -hmm. nothing else be burning yeah right (laughs) so i just feel like that for me like if i'm lighting something on fire I know what I'm setting on. I know what I'm lighting up. The candles yeah. mm-hmm. only. Like I don't understand how that could be take any other way. If my house burnt down, this would have been an accident or somebody yeah. set me up because there'd be yeah. no way. Like I wouldn't. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't do that. I feel like that if if you set like some clothes on fire. I mean, you know what you're doing. You're setting clothes on fire. Yeah. And you have to understand too that 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 can lead to a bigger fire. Yeah. It's like I don't. 
I'm sorry. You don't play with fire. <laughs> Any lawyers in the chat, let us know. <laughs> I will say that I do think that as you talk about lighting things on fire, I really wish that along with their sentences, people would get mandated therapy. Because mm. I think... It's interesting. She talked about mental health issues that you see yeah. with people who are out on the street, and I, I, that I felt like that was an eye opener for me. Mm-hmm. Where are you at in your headspace that you're willing to set something on fire? Especially mm-hmm. you live near it. Um, just the fact that you're setting something on fire purposely, I just wonder what else is going on. Mm. And then even just her mindset and talking about going to prison. Like I really think people should have mandated evaluations and therapy as well. Yeah, you bring up a really great point. And and I have to be I want to be mindful too because I want to be sensitive because I understand that people have like a mental some people have a mental disorder. So in my mind like I know I would never say anything intentionally on fire besides my candle because <laughs> I don't want nothing to be burning like that. So I mean I wouldn't want to set fire to anything, but somebody who may not have the same mindset as me or that may have some sort of mental illness, they may I don't know, they may get off on that. Mm-hmm. So or some sort of trauma. Ex- yeah. Exactly. So I definitely want to be cautious when I say that because I don't want to take away from people who actually really are that could be a trigger for some people to, yeah. like, you know, watch something burn. Yeah. I don't know. Like I said, any lawyers in the chat, give us some yeah, clarity. Yeah, let us know. <laughs> so um, we met Lola's mom. <laughs> she came into the scene because she was a witness on Jax's case. But that was the only reason she came back. Lola has been a judge for however many months or years or however long we've been following her um, as a judge. And this was the first time her mother came back. What did you guys think of that? It took me a while to form an opinion, honestly. I didn't Mm -hmm. know, like, are we going to see why? Like, was Lola being groomed to follow the path of her mom? And then she Mm -hmm. took another side. Like, and it's still a little great for me because even in the the end, we saw, like, a little, like, sassy back and forth. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, I don't know about your guys' like relationship with your mom, but me and my mom have like that little sassy banter here and there. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was like nice. I felt like it could have been a hint on like the cultural aspect of like black women and a mother and a daughter relationship. But I still don't really know like how I feel about the relationship, to be honest. That's a very good point because, like you said, I didn't. It didn't seem like there had been like any terrible argument that they had in the past or some sort of fallout. It seemed like everything was all good with them. The only real issue is that they just don't contact all the time and her mom hadn't come to see her in court. But like you said, as we sometimes see with black women and their daughters, once they bring them up to a certain thing, she's a judge for crying out loud. She probably feels like she doesn't need me there, her mom. Like, she's a, a judge. Look at what she's been able to do for herself. So I probably would be more of a burden to her by showing up than actually being there for her. But it actually did make Lola feel away. Would any of y'all feel away if your mom didn't come? It's, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to say it's interesting because as soon as she got there, I felt like you immediately got to understand how she felt about her. Lola being a judge in the criminal justice system. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I, I guess thinking about it like I would get in the way I would think of I would get in the way because I'm so up like frustrated with this system so mm. I wouldn't be helpful yeah but I agree with you Zuri. I feel like it's so early there's so much we don't know about their history mm-hmm. and even with Lola's conversation with Mark I feel like there may be more to their history than we got to see tonight mm-hmm. so yeah I'm still the courts or the jury's still out for me and the mother That's a good point, too, because Lola had made a comment where Mark was like, I don't want to punch your mother in the face. And um, Lola was like, well, you're the only person. And it's like they made it seem like she was like 
terrible, mm-hmm. but she didn't come across like that for me. She didn't. But I, didn't, I also didn't know how to really read her either. Mm-hmm, I just yeah. know towards the end it was a little moment because when Lola kind of was mentioning that she's been a judge and you're just now showing up, I was just thinking, like, I can totally relate to that. I know a lot of people, I think it speaks to black to black mothers, mo- probably mothers in general, that you got to make sure you're, like, there for your kids. Make sure mm-hmm. you let them know, I'm proud of you. That the fact that you see her go this far, maybe mm-hmm. setting... You know, I feel like that she could be making history with the family. Who knows what the case may be? But I just feel like that for me, I saw that, and I'm hoping we see her mom a, a lot more on the on the yeah, show. Yeah. Even to the point when she talked about you missed my basketball games and like those kind of things like that, it seems like the mom may be having some like trauma with kind of seeing her daughter like maybe be successful. Mm. Okay. Because it seems like she didn't show up for the accolades, or maybe her mom was working too much. Like we don't know That's much about Lola's thinking. dad, so it seems mm-hmm. like it's true. just a lot of variables. Yeah, um, Mo mentioned that um, Roxy, um, she kind of made it seem like that her daughter was possibly maybe bougie with the with the um, the judge entrance mm-hmm. with, the, with that comment. Did you yeah, guys she, get that? She did seem like she had a problem with Lola being a judge. Kind of like, man, you joined the system. Right. That's the kind changes. of the vibe that I got from it. So, yeah. My agreement. Mm. I mean, I, if Lola's mom is like, you know, she works with homeless people, she really tries to, you know, model her life after helping people who aren't as fortunate, then I can see her looking at Lola like, you're just a pretentious judge who, you know, sends people like the people I'm trying to help to jail who really yeah. just need help. So I can see it from that aspect, but I just feel like as someone's mom, you got to be able to brush that off. You know, even if you don't really agree with that life, it's still a good life. She's a judge for crying out loud. The only black woman judge for law, the judge is there. So She never, at least I don't remember her saying, I'm proud of you or even mm-hmm. acknowledging the fact that she is the only black female judge there. So, right. I don't know. I think there's more to the story than we think. Right, because so. if she never came for Jax's case, if there was no case with Jax, would she have ever, ever come? Is the question? I think Lola asked that. Yeah, in the episode. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll have to see. You think she's going to come back in future episodes? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We like. Do y'all like her enough for her to come back? Or is it like, oh my gosh, here comes Lola? <laughs> no, mom. she's she's interesting. Mm-hmm. So yeah, she's yeah. spicy. I like. Mm-hmm. Her. She, she is. is. <laughs> yeah. She's so That's the hard word, for spicy. me to read. I don't know. I yeah, she's hard to read. Yeah. But I feel like we're missing some information, like you all said. So maybe once we get some more of that information, we'll know how to read her or really understand who she is. All right, let's move on. So we had a little bit. It wasn't a huge story, but it was enough for us to talk about it where, um, and I don't understand why they keep putting everything on Lola, but she was on search warrant duty. um, And an investigator asked her to come sign, sign a search warrant. He probably just expected to be there for five seconds, get his warrant signed and go on with his life. But she kind of gave him some pushback because um, she didn't like that they didn't know who was in the house and that they wanted to do this raid without much information. So she decides that they need to do an interview with the informant. Um, So what were you thinking before the interview? Like, did you feel like, why is she doing all that? Is she's doing the most? Or did you think it was a good idea? And then after seeing the informant, did it make you more suspicious? Or did were you still like, why does it matter? Um, For me, I think because I see so many videos of people calling the police on people when they're innocent may not may not be necessarily doing anything mm-hmm. i i was looking at it more from that standpoint right. so i'm like okay maybe i was like maybe it'd be good to bring her in and i didn't really could do that so that opened up my eyes for that mm-hmm. um i like the fact that she brought her in and questioned her this lady 
She was from Beverly Hills, the bougie part, for sure. But um, no, I mean, seriously, though, she... Honestly, I just felt like she was she was judging. She was being very uh, judgmental. She just assumed that they were gangster rappers. Mm-hmm. And the way she was talking, it just seemed like that she just... I understand why Lola didn't... Was like kind of pu- had pushback. Mm-hmm. I was actually shocked when it turned out to be true. When they yeah. actually did have guns. Because mm-hmm. they were just like, dang. Like, she, he, Kramer was actually right about it. Right. I mean, she did say there were tons of boxes of ammunition. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. it was kind of hard to take that from her when she basically prejudged. Pe- well, I guess it wasn't a prejudgment because it ended up being right. But it, for us, it felt like a prejudgment. Yeah, I mean, because about, you know, gangsters and rappers. Yeah. It's just like when you use those terms, it's yeah. like, sis, who are you talking about? A black man at a house in Beverly Hills doesn't automatically mean he's some type of gangster or yeah. rapper. He could just be a successful black man who lives in Beverly Hills. There we have it. Mm-hmm. The only thing that I had a problem with was I kind of felt like it was prompted by Lola's mother. I don't mm-hmm. know if she would have done that if her mother hadn't made that comment early on about invasion of people's privacy. Mm-hmm. So that was my only thing is, are you doing this because this is what you really want to do? This is what you believe the process should look like? Or just because your mother got in your ear? Good so, point. Yeah. yeah, that was my only issue. I think Lola would have done it either way after dealing with the... Old DA lady who had the bad informant, mm-hmm. and that's like the, what my mind immediately went to because she almost, you know, got in some real trouble looking mm-hmm. out for this lady, and she paid that guy off, or yeah. however it happened at the auto shop. Mm-hmm. So that made me nervous. And then I was like, okay, cool, they're going to talk to someone, and it's going to be fine. And then the lady got on the stand, and like you said, that was like, okay, there's ammunition, cool, they're going to take the bad guys down. And then she said they were gangster rappers. And I have like really bad secondhand embarrassment, and I just wanted to sink in my chair, like, lady, mm-hmm. I don't, we don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to yeah. do this anymore. I didn't know secondhand. <laughs> Hand embarrassment was a thing. I, oh, I, I, experienced experienced it. Yeah. Thing. I didn't know there was yeah. a word for it, but yeah. I'm going to use it now. Yes, it is for <laughs> sure a thing with a name. Um, but do you think it really was just a trust issue with that crime investigator? Like, do you think if Mark would have been the one, I know Mark is a lawyer, not an investigator, but somebody who she's close to, like Mark, came and was like, I need you to sign this. With the same exact informant, the same exact information, do you think she would still be as hesitant to sign it? I don't think she would be, because it's Mark. I, mm-hmm. I think it goes back to what, what um, Benner saying that she knew mm-hmm. she knew Cameron for 10 years. Yeah. It's kind of like, so someone, you, don't, you don't question it. I feel like they, with Mark, they, they go way back. She would have definitely been like, okay. Yeah. For sure. Mm-hmm. I'm on the fence. Really? Because the, it said that her and Craner had a relationship when she was not a judge. Mm-hmm. She was a prosecutor. So wouldn't yeah. that relationship carry on to her new position? Or now she just... Yeah, did she get bougie or like what yeah. happened? <laughs> That's why I'm like, is, did your mother just get in your ear and cause you to question? Yeah, things? I didn't even think about that, but that's a yeah, good point. That's a good point. Yeah, because yeah. I, I, I'm not sure, especially if she had a good relationship with him. Like, I don't see why she would have questioned it. Mm-hmm. You know, so I just go back to that. Like, I don't know if this was really from Lola. Yeah. Speaking of Judge Benner, so what happened was Benner ended up signing it anyway. Um, and it ended up being right. There was a bunch of guns, and yeah. it, it ended up being a successful raid. So with that being said, because it did end up working out for the greater good, do you think that Lola should have just brushed it off or kept going, or do you think she was in her rights for a, a approaching Judge Benner about it? She was right. Okay. Well, that um, when she raised her voice, the boss uh, went from Ice Cube, went to the Ice Cube on check yourself before you wreck yourself. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I probably wouldn't have raised 
raised my voice at my boss, yeah. but I would have had a conversation. Right. Okay. I de- yeah. yeah, for sure. I definitely would have brought it up, too. I think it's just a matter of just having that that respect. Like, at least let her know. You you have her on warrant duty, mm-hmm. so at least give her that courtesy. Yeah. So I, I think she had a right to be upset. That's true. What do you think? Yeah, Lee? same. Even when someone asks you to do something and then they turn around and do it do it or they don't like how you did it. and then it's just like well why'd you ask me if you were gonna do it to yourself anyway so yeah. I feel like that would have made me really upset but I probably mm-hmm. wouldn't have raised my voice but I also think Benner she said she's like I appreciate you like standing up to me or like bringing this to my attention because you mm-hmm. wouldn't have before so it yeah. lets her know like mm-hmm. Lola's really coming into her own people yeah. need mm-hmm. to start respecting her more mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, because I guess the same instinct that Benner had about letting him get the search warrant is the same instinct that Lola had about not letting him get it. Like, I need yeah. to stand with, go with my gut. And even though her gut didn't really lead her in the right place, at least, you know, it would. I guess it would have been worse if she did sign it. And then it would have ended up being something that wasn't it. And then it became a racial thing. And then, you know, I felt like that probably would have been worse anyway. So, you know, you can't win for losing sometimes. Never know. Never know. All right, so let's talk about Emily and Luke. I was thinking that we weren't going to have to make them a topic because, oh, they kissed and everything's great. They're going to be together and fall in love and live happily ever after, so we're not going to need to talk about them. But Miss Emily is back at it with the game. Look, I told y'all. It's, it's so early in the season. Yeah. Like I said, we got 22 episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, I just I, th- I think it's going to be a process. Yeah. I, really, I, I want to see Joe. Mm. Mm. So, I feel like Joe's he's gonna coming. pull up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I agree. I mean, I, I want to see Joe. I'll just say that. <laughs> I mean, do we want to see Joe because he's kind of a, an abuser? But maybe it'll come like a blow for blow with Luke and Joe. That's what I want to happen. Like he'll have to defend her, and that's when she's gonna be like, "Oh, I that's, can put my guards." Down. That was gonna be my that's prediction. What that's okay, all. Yeah, back. Let me stop. Um, but how did we feel when we saw Emily be like, oh, yeah, I kissed you, but I shouldn't have? Were y'all like, oh, my gosh, this girl? <laughs> I mean, it's, for me, I, I, it's predictable. I feel like I'm not shocked. But then, again, I want to be sensitive because she was abused. So mm-hmm. I, I can understand that that just being it's being scary for her. Mm-hmm. She just went through that. And then with her wanting to be with Luke or having these feelings for Luke and want to take things slow, she probably feels like, okay, maybe I rushed it. Maybe I just need to take my time and just be be cautious. Yeah. So I get that. Mm-hmm. It was hard for me at first because I was like, we came so far. Yeah. And now we're going all the <laughs> way back to week one. <laughs> um, but I'm going to go back to my, my get on my, my therapy stool again. Um, I understand that she's working through it, but I want her to actually make steps and stop just sitting in the scared box. Like, what are you doing to work through this? How are you mm-hmm. moving forward? Uh, for me, I need to know that you're actually progressing and you're making plans and you're not just going to sit here and keep me waiting forever. Yeah. You know, I thought Luke Luke is amazing. He's gracious. He's kind. He said, hey, whenever you're ready. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's at the same time, but are you doing anything? I, I can't wait forever. So mm-hmm. it's tough. So do you think that therapy for her is just going after it and taking the chance with Luke to kind of move past it or not talking to Luke so she can take that time to go to therapy? I want of- her to talk to a professional and work through this. But with Luke by her side or not by her side? I, I personally am a fan of processing things without the added distraction. Okay. So that's okay. But also when she's talking to Luke, I feel like it's just my husband, my husband, my husband was abusive. She's not really telling him to me. She's not telling him much and she doesn't have to. 
but I want her to tell somebody and really work through it because I want her to be happy. I like them as a couple, but Mm -hmm. you can't just continue to play people's hearts like that. Like, you got to work through it. What do y'all think? I had a lot of, um, like, feelings with this. I feel like the first time when she said, I know I shouldn't have, I just... I'm like, just end it. You know, just break up. You let them move out the country, girl. Like, just leave <laughs> yeah. Not to save the country. Right. But then when she came back and was like, I've been abused. And I was just like, I guess I have a question for all of you. Like, when is it too early to like expose your baggage? Because I'm like, mm, girl, awesome. when did he, like, did he need to know that? Like, yeah. and I think it's fair to say, you know, I have some things I'm working through and I appreciate you being here. I apologize for leaving you on, but it just made me realize I need to backtrack a bit. Or as far as she was like, you bag lady, here's my baggage. Yeah, <laughs> definitely was. I agree. It's heavy. Well, we'll have to wait and see what happens. All right, so let's get into our weird court cases. Yes. So everyone has heard of the case with the hot coffee, but this one is more on the colder side. So this is Alexander, forgive me if I mispronounced her last name, Fouruzesh versus Starbucks. So his claim was that they put ice in your ice beverage. They put too much ice in it, mm. therefore uh, de- deceiving you and taking away from the amount of iced coffee or iced tea that you're getting. So it's kind of like a, you know, they're tricking the customer. Um, ultimately, this case was dismissed. This happened in California in 2016. Ultimately, it was dis. Was it about iced coffee? Yes, it was about... That is such a California argument. It is a very California Anything argument. Anything with iced coffee. Wow, okay, sorry. It's okay, <laughs> it's okay. Um, so yeah, he felt like, hey, you guys are putting too much ice in our beverages and you're stealing beverage from us. Mm-hmm. Um, ultimately, the case was dismissed. The uh, judge said that there is no... That no reasonable consumer would think, for example, that a 12-ounce iced drink such as coffee or iced tea contains 12 ounces of coffee or tea and no ice. So they were saying that by ordering an iced beverage, it's in the name. There's no reasonable person that will go into it thinking you're not going to get ice mm. in the iced beverage. Yeah. And then there's also the fact that you can order less ice or more ice so that you can customize it. Mm. So yeah. So it was it was a really interesting case. It just makes you wonder like, man, like what are people willing to do for money, or if you want to go the Emily route, what's going on in his life that would cause him to want to do this? Mm. Um, but ultimately, it was dismissed. He appealed it, and it was dismissed again. So, yes, that is <laughs> he felt real strongly <laughs> about that iced coffee. Yes. All right. Okay, let's get into news and gossip. Yes, news and gossip. So this week, Wilson Bethel sat down with Collider magazine. They talked about the All Rise show. And I didn't know that Simone um, Lola was actually the last major cast member added Mm. to the show. And I also didn't know that Mark, well, Wilson and Simone had a relationship not like a relationship relationship, but a friendship oh. outside of the show. Like on the show. Right. Yeah. So they, they, well, they actually met through mutual friends, and they've hung out a few times, and mm-hmm. they hung out once they found out that they were going to be on the show together. Oh. So it's like, that's kind of cool. Okay. And he talked about, like, last week we found out that Emily had interest in going back to school to be a lawyer, mm-hmm. and he actually said that he would have loved to play a role like Addicts. Atticus Finch. I don't mm. know if you guys read the book To Kill a Mockingbird. Mm-hmm. I was yes. like, okay, I can kind of see the comparison like yeah. where we are now. So I was like, I think it's so cool that when you have these aspirations and you kind of just leave them be- like in the middle of nowhere and mm-hmm. then they come back. Because I guess he was on like on a show 
before this, I was like really dark and it got canceled. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's like a full circle moment for him. Good, yeah. awesome. That that explains their chemistry on yeah, camera sure. because I just feel like there's more there. But <laughs> yeah, whatever. Anyway, all right. Let's quickly get into our predictions. Then our predictions are hard TV with this show. But what are we thinking? I am on the same page as you guys. <laughs> I want. Uh, the husband, what, what Joe. Joe, I want such a random name. I want Joe <laughs> to show up, and I want Luke to um, defend her, to defend her, and to to win at defending her, mm-hmm. um, and that she is his. Like I want her to be able to love freely. Her knight in shining armor. Her knight in shining armor. <laughs> Good job thinking. Oh, everyone's looking at me. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm ready. Like, last week I talked about Sherry letting her guard down, and mm-hmm. I feel like this guy might be the guy to do it. Mm-hmm. I really just want to see something messy. Like, I want to see her come into the office, like, with her shirt a little disheveled, and everyone mm-hmm. gives her, like, a side eye. Okay. I, I know, it's a little far out, but that's where I am. Yeah. It Okay. Okay. Same thing with Joe, uh, like I said earlier. And then uh, I thought it was kind of cute, funny, with Sarah and Sherry kind of just competing for Floor Warden, which Lola got it. But, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> but I mean, I would kind of, I would like to see them kind of going at it. That, to me, that would, that added a little something. I just want to see Sherry just loosen up a bit. Yeah. So, but I think we'll get that. Yeah. yeah. I agree. Um, I think the same thing is going to happen with, you know, Detective Bay and Sherry, obviously. I I, th- I kind of felt, even before he made it obvious that he likes her, that she kind of had an interest there with how flirty and playful she was kind of being and her kind of shutting him down. So I hope they do pursue that because she does need to loosen up. She needs some D or something because Shorty is so high strung. Oh, my gosh. Um, and then I think that... Lola needs to put her foot down about all these jobs she got. She got the uh, surge warrant. Now she the floor warrant. And she a judge. And she's, she's just doing too much. Why do I keep giving her all these jobs? So hopefully she puts her foot down. That's my prediction. That's above her pay grade. Right, exactly. <laughs> like, I gotta be the floor warrant too. Like, what? All right, well, this has been so fun, but we gotta get out of here. But before we go, ladies, let the world know where they can find you. You guys can find me on Instagram and Twitter at TV. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Zoracious. And you guys can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Shantiera. You guys can find me on Twitter and Instagram as well at I am Lexi Fierce. That is I-A-M-L-E-X-I-F-I-E-R-C-E. And until we meet again, buzz Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. (laughs) The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.